0: Now, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I am glad on your behalf, but I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would come right now. You're the God of peace. And in this season When our peace is being attacked, we know you're the God that will come and you will strike him and you'll crush him. And so, as the enemy keeps attacking and keeps trying to come after so many people in this room this past week, trying to steal peace, we know you come against him. And so, I just pray that as a church, we would stand in that confidence that we would not waver, that we would not turn to the left or to the right, but we would just stand where you've planted us. And that we know that you're coming quickly, shortly, it says. In Jesus' name we pray. I just feel like peace is attacked in this season. This is a season where division comes, strife comes. This is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to sow seed of division in this season. He wants people to turn against each other. More than that, though, he wants people to turn against Jesus. There's this word that's used here in Romans. Now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses. Offenses—it's like an obstacle. It's a in that in that culture in the Greek what it was—it was like a stick for bait of a trap. You've seen those old like you know they put a box up, you put a stick down, the animal knocks the stick out, the box falls down. That's offense. That's the obstacle. It's a trap. So some of us, we've hit this trap. We've hit this stumbling block. We're offended right now. Some of you, you're in this room, and you're, you're offended at somebody sitting on the other side of the room from you. Some of you, you're in this room, and you're offended at somebody on the worship team or somebody on the worship team. You're offended at somebody sitting out there. There's some kind of offense. That's a trap. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants you trapped in that. Because it blocks you. It keeps you from what he has for you. It keeps you from everything he has for you. If you're offended right now, I, I just want to take a moment. Just, just release that. Just release that in this moment. Because that offense, it's going to block you from receiving what God has for you today. That person, they might not even be here today, and that's Okay. But maybe at the end of of worship today, if you see that person and they are here and it's somebody you're offended with, you've been offended with, go and just bless them. That's what it says. Bless those who curse you. That's what we do as God's people. We bless those who curse us. And we pray blessings for those who have hurt us or who have offended us. Offense is a block that that will stop you from receiving all that God has for you. He's got something for you today, but we have to let that go. We have to lay that down. I just want to give everybody a chance here. You don't have to say it loud, but you just, you just whisper it under your breath, okay? We're going to pray. I'm going to pray a prayer of forgiveness and blessing over anyone that is offended here. And you just you whisper that name. You, you just whisper it out when it gets to that part. I'm going to let you you fill in the blank. But we're going to release all offense, all hurt today. Let's pray. Father God, I pray for peace in this church and any division that is harming us. Right now, God, we forgive. Just just say, say with me right here. Say, I forgive. Say, I forgive on the count of three. One, two, three. I forgive. There you go. And then you just fill in the blank right there, whoever it is. And now you just say this. Father, I pray that you would bless their life. On the count of three, one, two, three, Father, I pray that you would bless their life. In Jesus' name, amen. We, we had to let that go. We had to shake that off. I, I could feel all week that there wasn't peace within the church. I, I'm starting to figure out in these last couple months, some of the things that I'm beginning to feel or experience, I, they don't always make sense to me. And I'm like, why why am I going through this right now? Why am I feeling this? I, I don't have anything like I should be feeling this way for. And the Holy Spirit's just been teaching me in this season that sometimes he just, he puts on the weight of what my, like the sheep, what the sheep are feeling. He's put me in the place of a shepherd to care for sheep, the flock. And so he starts, he's been teaching me in these last few weeks when you're feeling this, you need to do something about it. And so I could feel division creeping in into this church. I could feel a lack of peace creeping in over these past few weeks into this church. And so we're just going to address it today. We're just going to set people free through God's word. That's what his word does. It washes and cleanses us. James 3, 13 through 18. Who is wise and understanding among you, let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envy and self seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. So if you have any of that in your heart, just be honest right now. Do you have bitter envy? Do you have self seeking in your heart? If if so, don't boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above but it's earthly, it's sensual, it's demonic. So this is a church we've said from the very beginning. Guess what? As God's people, you have his Holy Spirit living within you, and he speaks and moves and prompts us. But sometimes we have a hard time discerning his voice from some of these other spirits. That is what James is addressing right here. Sometimes we'll start to do things and and we might even, they might even be good things. And we'll start to do them and we'll think, oh, I'm, I'm doing a good thing here. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And we might even start to say, Oh, I'm I'm hearing from God. I know God is telling me this. But we have to walk in wisdom and discernment. And so that means going to His word constantly. And so if you're gonna say something, if you feel like, man, God is prompting you and God is saying, God is speaking something into your life, I'm telling you right now, you need to get into his word. And you need to get surrounded by godly people because you wanna be really sure before you begin to say, man, God is teaching me this, God is saying this, God is speaking this, and I just know he's saying this. And if you're gonna share those words, you need to be in his word. Because we test everything. Every word that he speaks, we test it by his word. And so I'm telling you, you can. You can hear the Holy Spirit. He will speak to you. He will prompt you. But if you're not checking it against his word, you start to get into dangerous territory. You have to look out. When you begin to say things or speak things, are are you speaking from a place of envy? Are you speaking from a place of self-seeking? Do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, is sensual, and it's demonic. You have to be able to walk in wisdom and discern these things. That's my heart. As a shepherd for this church, I want us to walk in wisdom. I want us to walk in truth. And I want to raise up a church that knows and understands. They can hear the voice of God. They can hear the Holy Spirit. They can listen to his promptings. But we have to do it in wisdom. Verse 16, For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace." The fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So if you're just seeing nothing but division in your life right now, if you're just seeing nothing but relationships crumble, but you're saying, oh, I know I'm following God's voice. I'm following his word. You need to check yourself sometimes and make sure, is there fruit? Is the fruit of righteousness there? What's the fruit? Go to Galatians 5. Check out the fruit of the Spirit. This is what you need to do. Check. If your life, if you're starting to see this, if you're seeing this come about in your life, there's a good test. You have to check the fruit. 522, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. So if you're not loving if you're not joyful, if you're causing division and not peace, if you're not patient, if you're struggling to be kind, if you're struggling to do what's good, if you're struggling with your faith, if you're struggling to be gentle or to have self-control, but you're trying to say, oh, yeah, God's telling me this and God's speaking this into my life, but there's no fruit, I'm telling you, you need to check what the voice is that you're listening to. Because it might be earthly, it might be sensual, it might be demonic. And so you have to walk and check the fruit of your life and see is he starting to produce this kind of fruit in your life? Because the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Are you saying one thing, but you're doing another? Are you saying one thing, but you're hiding something? He can't heal what you hide. We talk about that a lot here. I'm telling you, this is a place where it's safe to bring out into the light what you thought you had to hide in the dark. This is a place where you can do that, and you can do that in safety. It could be here on a Sunday morning. It could be at a Tuesday night on prayer. Maybe if you've been through our deliverance session, you've seen or been a part of this. But there is freedom that comes through repentance and confession. And this is a place where if you come and you will walk that out in your life, you're going to find freedom and you're going to find lightness that you never knew that you could experience. You're not going to find condemnation. You're not going to find shame. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that nobody else struggles like this. Nobody else has done this. Nobody else is hiding something like what I'm hiding right now. I can't let people know. I have to figure this out on my own. No. No. There is freedom here. I've seen people walk in it. I've been in sessions with people when they've shared things that they've never shared with anybody in their life before, and they were worried and they were scared that they were going to be shamed or condemned. And I'm telling you, all they found was freedom, all they found was healing, all they found was the blood of Jesus washing away everything. That's what happens. Now the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Don't get me wrong. There are some times when as we walk in what the Lord has called us to, there will be division. There will be times that some will leave you and some will want nothing to do with you. But I'm telling you, you you've got to be there to be open and to welcome them back when they're ready. You can speak the truth and love and kindness, and they may not like you for it, but you still need to be there five, 10, 15, 20 years later when they come back. But if you're just sowing division for division's sake, if you're just sowing division out of the flesh, out of earthly, sensual, demonic reasons, that's wrong. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Some of you, you, don't have peace right now because your mind is not on Jesus. You just need to, here we go, just realign your mind this week. Realign right here, right now, this week, and say, every time I begin to not feel peace, any time I begin to feel anxious, any time I begin to worry, anytime I begin to feel divisive, I'm gonna stay my mind back onto him. I'm going to put it on him, and I'm going to let my mind stay right there. This word peace in the Hebrew, I want to look at it. I think I got a picture. You got that picture, Kev? Put that up if you do. All right, it's a little smaller than I was thinking it was going to be. I thought it was going to be bigger. All right, use your, uh, use your bifocals or whatever you need. Zoom in a little bit here, okay? I've been studying... Very slowly, the Hebrew language, in the earliest form of the Hebrew language, each letter, each letter was a picture. It represented something. And so, and you would read it from right to left. That's how you would read Hebrew. And so I'm going to start there on the right. That word, that letter right there, kind of looks like a W for us. It's destroy. Okay? It's destroy. The one right next to it, authority, it's kind of like a cane. Uh, It it was used like a a shepherd's cane. And then uh, this one right here kind of looks like a Y. That's just attaching those two to this last one, chaos. And the chaos is represented by this little line, kind of looks like three little triangles. It's supposed to be water because in Old Testament times, in ancient times, the water was a place of chaos, So peace, literally, when they're drawing it out in pictures, here's what it means. Destroy the authority that causes chaos. There is an authority that causes chaos. Destroy the authority that causes chaos, and then you'll have peace. That means you go and you deal with the root issues. If you don't have peace right now, you begin to dig in with the Holy Spirit, and you ask him, why why don't I feel peace right now in this season? And it might be something superficial, but if you begin to dig down and go with the Holy Spirit and ask him to show you, is there something deeper going on here? He's going to take you to places. He's going to take you to memories that you have. And he's going to say, you need to heal what happened here. He might take you to a relationship. He might take you to a memory uh, of when you were a child with a family, uh, with a family member. or some, I don't know what it could be that the Holy Spirit might reveal to you, but he wants to take you down to the root issues, To destroy the authority that's been causing chaos in your life. Peace is not mopping up the water, it's fixing the leak. You can keep mopping up the water by dealing with the surface level stuff the rest of your life, or you can fix the leak. Do it. Destroy the authority that's causing chaos in your life. It means wholeness, completeness. It doesn't come from a lack of trouble. In this world, we will have trouble. It is the ability to overcome trouble because things are whole and complete a peace that flows out of completeness. This word uses that shepherd staff letter I told you. God views shepherding as bringing about peace and wholeness to your life. Every one of us we need a shepherd. If we don't have peace, it's probably because we haven't submitted to the shepherd. And I'm telling you, that's that's for me too as the shepherd of this church, I have to have a shepherd. My wife and I, we have to have shepherds. We've told you about this. We've we've found shepherds in our lives. We have pastors also. And for you, if you're planted in this house and you can't receive from us as shepherds those who we are establishing as shepherds, as pastors in this house, then I'm telling you right here, right now, in the most loving way possible, please leave. I love you. I want you to go where you can receive what you need. If it's not here in this house, if you can't see us as shepherds, if you can't see us as the pastors, they're going to come alongside you and help walk with you to destroy the authority that's causing chaos in your life, then I want to help you find somebody that will. If it's not us, that's okay. We're going to help you find somebody that will. But that's what shepherds do. What's a shepherd do? Shepherds protect the sheep. Why do they have the cane? It's protection. It's protection. When the enemy comes, when the enemy comes to try and steal, kill, and destroy to get the sheep, no, 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 the shepherd's there, and the shepherd's there to reach out that cane. When the sheep begins to go off to the right or to the left, to go off the path, when the shepherd's trying to lead them to greener pastures, what's the shepherd doing? He takes that cane, and he hooks it around the neck gently. He doesn't just beat the sheep. We're not going to beat the sheep here. We're not going to do that to you. But we're going to try to gently bring you back into the fold and say, hey, we're heading over here. There's green pastures over here. There's there's food to eat. There's a blessing over here. But what do sheep do? Sheep just kind of wander off. They kind of look around, and, and some sheep just go rogue on their own. But if you would trust the shepherd, he will walk with you, and he'll help you destroy the authority in your life that's causing chaos. He'll bring you peace. Let's go to Psalm 23. I don't even have that. I'm sorry, Kev. He's leading us a different direction now. Psalm 23. Let's look at the shepherd. There's the good shepherd. The, the good shepherd, Jesus, he's above us all, just so you know. But he establishes, it says in his word, he establishes all authority, and that includes the authority in the church. So he is establishing the pastors within this church, within this house. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Sometimes the sheep don't want to lie down. Sometimes he just has to make us. He has to just kind of tell us, guide us. This is where you lay down. This is where you relax. This is where you rest. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. What does chaos want to do? Chaos wants to destroy and tear apart your soul, he wants to tear it into pieces. But what does the Lord want for you? He wants peace. He doesn't want you to be in pieces. He wants peace. He wants you to be whole. That's what he's doing. If you would listen, if we would listen, and if we would walk with him, he mm-hmm. leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. You need moments of stillness and silence. Just you and him, you and the shepherd, and he will restore your soul. All that anxiety, all that worry, he'll bring it all together, and he'll just... he'll. He'll bring you into a place of peace where you let go of everything you keep trying to hold on to and trying to figure, figure out on your own, trying to fix on your own. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Some of you, you felt that this past week. You're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. They don't beat the sheep. They comfort the sheep. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. The enemies are still there. They're still around. But there's peace because of the presence of the shepherd. There is peace today because the shepherd is here. There's peace in his presence. So even though the enemies have been coming after you, even though they've come to steal, kill, and destroy this past week, and they surround you, it feels like, Guess what? There's peace in his presence. And you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. When we see oil in the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit. He's anointed you with his Holy Spirit, his presence. Your cup runs over today. If you feel like you're dried out, if you feel like you've got nothing left, at the end of worship, during this last song of worship, our prayer team, our ministry team, they're going to be around the room, over here, over here. If you just need a prayer for a fresh filling of that oil to just be poured out over your head today, don't leave here today without that. Ask the Lord. See that he is good. It says he's not going to give you a snake or a scorpion. He's going to give you good gifts. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you the best gift. That's the oil, and it's going to run over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you're not planted in his house, get planted in his house. He destroys the authority of chaos. That's what he did on the cross. He destroyed the authority of chaos. In the Greek, the word peace, it's very similar But it means oneness, peace, quietness, rest, peace of mind. But the root word, it means to join, to tie together in a whole, wholeness. Look at anxiety. Do you know what anxiety is? Anxiety is in the Bible. Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Some of us, we've been anxious this past week. We've felt that. We've been worrying. We've been anxious. In the Greek, it means to be separated from the whole. It's the opposite of peace. It's to be pulled apart, divided, fracturing a person's inner being into parts. That is what the authority of chaos wants to do. To be anxious means to go to pieces. The enemy wants to pull you to pieces, to pull you apart in a thousand different directions, but the God of peace is gonna crush him into pieces. That's what he does. It says that in Romans 16. The God of peace crushes the head of Satan. The enemy wants to tear you into pieces, but the God of peace he comes swiftly and quickly to crush the enemy to pieces. Peace is a guard for your heart and for your mind. So we put on peace today. In Ephesians, it talks about the armor of God. It says that there are boots of peace. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6.15 For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. We put the boots on. We put the boots of peace on. They prepare us. It comes from the good news. We put them on over our feet. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Peace is a guard for your heart and your mind. If you have good shoes, if you have good boots, what, what happens? All, all the other armor that's listed in Ephesians, it, Paul goes on to list it. He says you, you put on a helmet, you put on a breastplate, you, you put on the belt of truth, and you got, you got the shield of faith, you got the sword of the spirit, you got all these pieces of armor. But he says, guess what? If you have peace, if you're wearing good shoes, what happens? All of a sudden, you can move quicker, right? Some of you, you've worn, like, terrible shoes before. Like, ladies, you've probably worn them high heels, and, and, you know, your kid is like, hey, can we play basketball? And you can, like, barely move or whatever. Maybe that's never happened. Maybe I just made up that scenario. But you can't move. You're not agile. You're not quick in those things, right? Or guys, you put on those big, heavy work boots, and, and you're not moving around super quick or super fast. But if you've got the right footwear on, and you're quick and you're agile, if you've got the boots of peace on, guess what? It makes it harder for the enemy to even get a shot at your heart or your mind. What's the kill shot? The kill shot isn't your feet. The kill shot's right here, right here at your chest, right here at your head. That's what the enemy wants to do. He attacks our head and our heart. But if you got the boots of peace on, you're moving so quick through this world. You're moving so quick in a a sense of peace and wholeness through this world that the enemy can't even get a clean shot on you. And so everything else is just deflecting off the armor because he's not even getting a square shot at you. We have to put on the boots of peace. There's power in the peace. First Kings five, two through five. Then Solomon sent to hear him saying, You know how my father David could not build a house for the name of the Lord his God because of the wars which were fought against him on every side until the Lord put his foes under the soles of his feet. When God puts your enemies under the soles of your feet, man, there is peace. He's the God of peace. David wanted to build a house for the Lord. He couldn't do it. There were too many wars going on. But his son Solomon, he was given that task. He was given that authority. He was given that opportunity. But now the Lord my God has given me rest. This is Solomon. On every side there is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. And behold, I propose to build a house for the name of the Lord my God. As the Lord spoke to my father David, saying, your son whom I will set on your throne in your place. He shall build the house for my name. Some of you, you've been feeling like that. You've been feeling like, I want to build something. I want to build something that's going to last. I want to build something that's eternal. But it feels like the enemy just keeps coming and stealing what you're trying to build. And it feels like you're surrounded by enemies on all sides. That's why I'm telling you, like here in this church, We want to be unified. And so that means what we teach from God's word, if there's not unity there, once again, I just want to encourage you, let the Holy Spirit work on you, let him change you, let him transform you and renew your mind, that's a process, I understand that. But if you've been here for two, two and a half, almost three years now with us, and you're not tracking, and you're still just like, nope, nope, nope. I disagree, I disagree. I'm telling you right now, it's okay to leave. There's other churches. There are. If this isn't the place that you can receive, that's okay. We love you. But God has more for us, and he has a season of peace, and we, keep, we can't keep fighting division within because he's bringing us into a season of peace so we can build what he's called us to build. We're not at war with each other. The battle's not against flesh and blood. If you're here and you still think the battle's against flesh and blood, it's against this person or that person and you're still offended or you're still mad or you're offended at somebody that's not even here today, I'm telling you, you gotta get healed or you gotta go somewhere else. We can't keep fighting amongst ourselves anymore because we need a season of peace to build what he's calling us to build. He's given us structure. He's given us authority. He's starting to give us a place But he can't release that. He won't release that place to us until we begin to walk in the peace that he's called us into. And that means unity. That means trusting the shepherd. I'm talking about Jesus. But when you trust him, that means you trust the authority he establishes in every area of your life. Wives, some of you, you need to look at Ephesians, and you need to say, oh, I get it. God establishes all authority. He's at the top, and my husband is spiritual covering for me and for my family. There's some of you in here, you've been resistant to that. I'm telling you, he going to bless you if you will come underneath that covering. There's a blessing of coming under the cover of authority that God has established. Trust him in that. Kids, I know all of our kids are over there. We're trying to teach our kids. Like in our house, there is a blessing for the authority that God has established with parents over them. It's not a curse, it's a blessing. If you will trust those that God has placed over you in authority, you're going to walk in the blessing. If you continue to walk in disobedience and division, it says in God's word, it's like kicking against the goads. A goad was like a big like nail. It's like kicking against the nails. Can you imagine like just a board with nails facing out and you're just kicking against that? That sounds terrible, right? That's what happens when we go against and we rebel against authority that God has established in our lives. That's what we're doing. We're literally kicking against nails. Trust the authority that he's established in your life. Genesis 26, 19 through 22. Worship team, you guys can come up as we get ready to close out here. Also, Isaac's servants, they dug in the valley and they found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen saying, the water is ours. So he called the name of the well Isak because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Sitna. And he moved from there. And he dug another well, a third well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth, because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. As we step into a a place of peace and unity within our lives, within our families, and within our church, as we step into that place, you're going to begin to see that he's going to make room for everything. You're going to start to see that there's room now for you to be fruitful. There's room now for you to grow. There's room now for you to flourish like you never thought was possible. We said last week, expect a miracle. Like this week, every day this week, expect a miracle. Some of you, I've heard testimonies already this week. You saw a miracle. You saw him move. You saw him do something. And you've testified to it. And some of you, you're here this week and you're like, he didn't do it yet. He's not going to do it. He's not going to deliver. He's not going to save me. He's not going to show up the way I wanted him to. And it feels like you have no peace. That's what the enemy is trying to do. He wants to come against that, but I'm believing as we step into this season of unity and peace in every area of our lives, as we put on the boots of peace, we're gonna begin to see everything that the enemy is trying to come against us with, it has no authority. When you put on the boots of peace, you tread all over the heads of scorpions and snakes. That's what it says in God's word. but put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm, stand your ground, put it on the belt of truth and the body of armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Isaiah 52.7, how beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the messenger who brings good news, the good news of peace and salvation, the news the God of Israel reigns. In this season, we remember that, that Jesus came and he didn't stay in the manger, but he is the God of Israel and he reigns today. He is king. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. If there's somebody that you're not in peace with in this season, if there's somebody that you're in division with, as we begin to, as we begin to close and worship, don't leave this place without making a promise to God that you're gonna make peace. That you're going to seek it out. Number 6, 24 through 26. You can stand up as we get ready to worship here. I want to pray this over our church. Number 6, 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Father God, I pray for any area where we've been struggling with rebellion, we've been struggling with division, where we've been struggling with anxiety, that we would turn to you today. And I I just ask that your peace, you are the God of peace, that you would come in and you would crush the authority of chaos in our lives, that you would bring complete and total peace today. Every division, every seed the enemy has tried to sow to disrupt what you want to do, how you want to move forward, I pray that it would be broken and destroyed right now in the name of Jesus. I pray for anyone in here that needs to go and just, just to repent, just to ask for forgiveness, that we would have the heart and the boldness to do so, that we would move, that we would not stay standing, but that we would move and be obedient to what you have for us today. I pray for hard hearts to be broken in this moment. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come in and just chip away, not even chip away, that you would come in and destroy everything the enemies tried to build, that you would crush it, and that you would draw people back today. every anxiety, every worry, everything that feels like it's stretched within us in a million different directions, I pray that your peace right now would come upon those who are feeling that and that they would just feel in their chest like a a fist closing everything together, bringing everything together right now, everything that was spread out, everything that was thin, every worry, every anxiety is being pulled together and brought into wholeness and completeness and a trust in you, Lord. God, I pray for your oil to just be poured out today in this moment. For people to turn back to you as their shepherd. To trust you in every area of their life. To walk in peace. And may your face shine upon us all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen.